Let's give them something to talk about. See their energy running out. Got a planet to run around. Okay? Hey, good morning. So we are live now. But yeah, we were um, Adam Eifler from CrossFit for Vancouver and Nicole Christensen from CrossFit Roots and then me, Diablo. But we, uh, we have been trying to actually, not trying, but we text each other occasionally. And so it's really good to have this uh, call just like a regular um, conversation because um, we share stuff a lot of times and it'd be fun just to share it with the general public. So this is really just conversational format, but I appreciate you guys being on this morning. Thanks who, for the invite. Who, who coached this morning? Did you, yeah, how many classes did you coach this morning, Nicole? I had three group classes and then a private training session. Ooh, four hours of coaching. Adam, did you coach today? Solid. I have done nothing today. Coach, <laughs> I, like, I already feel like a slacker, and we're like okay. So and I, so I coached. I had I had uh, let me see. I had five a.m., six a.m., seven a.m., which I do once a week. I do that early rise class. Right. Um, so one of us is doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Adam's winner. Around. No way. Five seven. That's, that's where it's at. That's my Monday, actually. Oh, wow. So you kick it off on Monday. Yeah, start the yeah. week. Five Ambers. Um, let me just, I'm going to try something here because I'm on. I'm going to try not to sneeze on camera. <laughs> um, to the internet. Yeah, let me just check something here real quick on my connection. Yeah. We still connected? Yeah, shut up, my wife. I went to hard. Adam, uh, do, I, do we still have you connected? Because you haven't, your face hasn't changed. There it is. Okay, now I got you. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Good. You assumed um, that affiliate owners were good with technology. Yeah. All right. That was our first. Bit. Uh, th that's interesting because I, you know, like I was telling Nicole before we started, Adam, that we're, we're at podcast number forty-nine, and we finally just said, you know what, we just need to start. If we're going to do this, we need to just start. Jamie Lee and I, and we started. And thank goodness, because we screwed this up so bad for about thirty episodes. There's some. There's a couple times at about like 15, 16, where we actually did a full episode thinking we were live, thinking we were good and recorded. And then we realized we had, not only were we not live, we didn't record a thing. So it was like, we completely had to redo it. All we did was just have a virtual conference call. <laughs> sounds like some great conversation. Virtual though. conference. <laughs> <laughs> we literally got to the end of it and Jamie would be like, hey, uh, I got some bad news. We didn't record and it wasn't live. I wonder how long he knew that before he told you. He just like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, because you keep going. Like, if especially if conversation is good, yeah, you just kind of keep going. Yeah. Well, um, so we're live and uh, and it is recorded, and then we'll rebroadcast it. We get a few uh, viewers that'll pop in here and there, uh, but mostly it's just the replays that are good. And I we do I do it live just so I don't have to do any editing. It's, if, if if it's live, then it's fine. It's down. It's done. It's good to go. I like it. Uh, um, uh, so, all right. So how many, you know, let's start there on the, on the coaching. Cause it, I talked to, I had Annie, it was really cool. I had Annie Sakamoto on last week. Awesome. And she's, um, like 15 to 16 hours, 15 to 15 to 18 hours a week of coaching. She does. Um, yeah, she hits the 930 like every day, I think. Right. 
Yes. And then she's and then got she, one morning. Yeah, and she has like two to three PTs a day as well mm-hmm. on top of it. And then and she's a partner and affiliate, but she coaches like a fiend and the, amongst all the other stuff that she does because she's mom. And then she also does, uh, well, she's thinking about getting back onto the seminar staff. And but she also does a commentating and other stuff. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. That thank you for that. I'll follow. Okay. That. That's awesome. <laughs> I I asked her that question. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, That's it so would. Cool. She was my level one. Oh, she was a coach, um, a demo coach at um, the level one that I went to in two thousand six. Greg Glassman was um, one of the presenters. He was starting to transition out, so he only did parts yeah. of it. And then Nicole, uh, Nicole Carroll, and Annie were the demo coaches. Yeah, and it was uh, it was cool, but it's uh, it's neat to see that she might she might do that. Yeah. Um, how, how many hours a week do you do you, do you guys coach, Nicole? Start with you. Uh, group classes. I have eight, and then I've got anywhere from like three to five. PTs. Is that every week or is that do you just work yourself into the schedule? Is it are you fixed on no, the schedule? Yeah, we're fixed. We're fixed on our schedules. So we have the same all the coaches have the same group class schedule. Um and then they schedule their PTs around that. So it's predictable. Although yeah. then like, yeah. you know, this week Wednesday night is my night to coach and we got an email like on Wednesday of last week saying back to school night was Wednesday night. So, you know how it goes. Yeah, little, I do. Shifting things like that. Yeah. Adam, how much do you coach a week? You know, my, my group class schedule is exactly the same. I'm on the schedule for eight classes a week. And yeah, that, that's exactly like Nicole said. It's fixed, except when it's not, you know? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. I like <laughs> that. <laughs> like, uh, I think really since the CrossFit Games, I think this is the first week where we have the whole team in town and like not on vacation. So this is the first like normal coaching week. Um, and then after that, the the PT and uh, just individual coaching it varies a lot. Actually, um, a lot of it also just kind of depends on the time of year. Do you it, are you on the schedule because you want to be on the schedule, or do you have to be on the schedule, or is it both? Hmm. For sure, because I want to be. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I put myself on the schedule. There's some affiliate owners that get to the point where they don't put themselves on the schedule. I keep myself on the schedule for about four to six hours a week just so I can stay. Uh, I feel like I, it's, it's not fresh, but competent um, and immersed in what we're doing. It also, if I don't, I feel like I won't get in front of customers enough. In other words, I use it yeah, as a tool totally. to also stay in front and have conversations and interact. When you add that with like group class, you know, you go to group class four days a week, something like that. And then all of a sudden you're in front of or with your members that many more hours. You feel connected. Feel like yeah. you know what's going on. Feeling your groove. Heck yeah. Right. And it's the best part of our job, right? The coaches right. before you're like, oh, this is awesome. This is why we started. This is what we do. Yeah, this yeah. morning was so fun. Yeah, yeah, same thing. I do. I have a, and I, and I suppose it's the, just the number of years of doing it and being maybe being the owner. You just, I'm overly confident to where I makes it really enjoyable. Like I, well, I, you know, I know no one's gonna yell at me for fucking it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I have, and which allows me to have a lot of fun, and and uh, and so I think it uh, it it uh, it makes it. An, I, I'm I'd like to think it's enjoyable for my members. Totally, one hundred percent. So you coach five, six, seven a.m. Um, what what else? What else is on your schedule? Um, then I'll coach, and then what I do is I'll do an afternoon class here and there, like one or two afternoon classes. I don't do any PTs. Okay. Um, but I do one or two afternoon classes or an evening class, and I'm the I'm the backup guy or fill-in guy if someone's out. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, the the one nice thing I'll do vacation days just so the coaches can be off in my um um and I, but I don't do Saturdays and Sundays. My coaches get those, which is great, and that is kind of a privileged thing. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been? How long have you guys been open, Nicole? We opened in June of 2009. So we just, we just turned, we're in our 15th year. That's right. I think I saw you posted something on Instagram about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a big, uh, we do an anniversary party every year. You know, That's cool. Throw it down. Adam, Adam, how long have you been open? Pretty much the same. We opened March of 2009. Yeah, wow. A couple months apart. Who knew? Cool. And Who knew? Diop- we knew because yeah. we used to stock your website. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was, you know, as part of the introductions, I should tell people that these are two affiliates that I follow closely. Um, CrossFit Roots in Boulder, Colorado has, well, been around since 2009. I've known Nicole, for, I don't know how many years now, but uh, really got to know her two years ago when we were at a, a function together. Um, but she walking into her affiliate in in Boulder was a lot. I felt like Diablo. It was organized, and then I also had a little bit of envy. Like you, you guys were doing two classes um, at, yeah, at the same time, which was really cool. And I thought, oh man, how can we do that? And then uh, Adam uh, has CrossFit for Vancouver, and I, it, it, you have gained notoriety and we've known you a long time through the comp- competition side having competed against you as a team <laughs> um, with Diablo and Fort Vancouver but the other part um, what you don't know is that uh, you know I have a number of members that have followed you but I you know one of them in particular would send me messages all the time about the community stuff you're doing and then he had had an opportunity to do this about six or seven years ago he had an opportunity to do it he was up in the air and he went to your gym and he came back and he just raved about, he goes, oh man, that the community there is amazing. You need to do what they're doing at Cross of Vancouver, which annoyed the shit out of me a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think we have an amazing community. But then I started stalking you after that. And, uh, and, and then of course, then, you know, started watching you guys um, during the open as well and seeing how many people you guys got to the open. And then, so I aspired, these guys both have amazing communities. And, and a good group of coaches as well. Do you, you don't, do you, do you feel like you have to coach because, do you have enough, let me ask it, uh, let me rephrase it. Do you have enough coaches to cover all the classes if you want, if you didn't have to be there? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's a choice to want to be on there. Okay. But also to have enough flexibility, like Adam was saying, that when things pop up, you're like, yeah. you can easily extract for the most part without it being like too much of a burden on the other coaches right? Uh, to do that. See, here, here we go, right? Already, Shannon, Shannon's <laughs> on. 
already bra- bragging on <laughs> bragging on the Fort Vancouver um, community. That's awesome. And um, how many coaches do you have, Adam? Let's see. I, you know, you, you asked the question before that. What, what, how did you say that before? Do you? Well, how, do you have enough coaches like to oh, yeah. cover your schedule without you there? And and yeah. yeah, to 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 run the business essentially without you there. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's definitely a plenty of coaches. Um, you know, we have there are six of us that like we coach CrossFit. That's that's all we do. Um, and then there's another six that do you know, some part-time coaching here and there. Um, and so, yeah, there are, there are enough coaches to go around. I think, I don't know when this happened, but at some point, you know, the, the challenge in, in running the affiliate wasn't finding enough coaches. It was providing enough opportunities for the coaches that want to contribute potentially in a bigger way than they are, you know? And I, I, yeah. like, I can't put my finger on when that happened, but I mean, sometimes you have up and coming coaches that are amazing and, um, really motivated and driven and, and want to contribute in a bigger way. And you're like, okay, how do we create those opportunities for them? Yeah. That's, that's it. That's interesting and a great topic because that's something that, um, I, that I f- focus on and struggle with, I think sometimes is making sure that I'm providing enough of a career opportunity for the coaches that are on, that do come in in the rep- in it, and I'm and I'm thinking about that too. That point I'm, I'm trying to think is as soon as you said it, I'm trying to think when did that happen with us? Because there is a point where you, as an affiliate owner, and I know I talked to a lot of smaller affiliate owners, and you guys probably have too, where they struggle to have coaches. Mm-hmm. And my buddy in Palo Alto, uh, Tim Dimmel, CrossFit Palo Alto. You know, he every time I tell him I got a new coach, he's like, "How the hell do you get new coaches?" <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, some of them come up through the community, some of us find them, some of them move to the area, but there's a, there's a, there's a point at which, and, I th- and maybe it's correlated to or related to your community size, because they come up through the community, you know, where the people get their L1 or L2, and then, and, you know, and then we recruit them in and say, hey, you maybe need to start shadowing. Nicole, how do you get, you have a pretty robust coaching staff. Yeah. Um, how, and, and yet you have, and yet there's a lot of competition in your area as well for gyms. How do you end up with so many coaches or did you end up with so many coaches and do you struggle to find coaches when people leave? Yeah, I think, I think that first coach that we hired as like full time was like a big leap, kind of like a big, okay, we're going to do this. And then once we, cause I think that's what you're talking about with the smaller affiliate yes. where, you know, they're like, how do you find coaches? And it's, you don't need many for that first leap. You need to find that one coach that can really be your, well, Eric and I own the gym together and both coach. So it was like a third full-time for us coach. But once we took that leap, then it was, then it was like it kept flowing in terms of more opportunity and and you trust more that you can hire and offer somebody a full-time option. Um, So I think that was how we got into really trying to provide more of a full-time uh, opportunity. And then I think in terms of finding coaches, man, I just, I go both ways. You know, I know Greg always wrote about, you know, find them within your community. And I think sometimes that works great. And then sometimes you get someone who, you know, sends you an application and says they're moving to the area and you sit down and you talk to them and it feels really authentic and organic and they come in and they work out and the vibes there. And, you know, so I think 
I, I, I've been, we've had great coaches come from both, both spots. And then, um, yeah, but we're about the same right now, six full-time coaches. And then we've got three uh, subs slash part-time and then we're bringing, it's actually this morning, it was really fun. One of our coaches, she coached for us for about four years and then they moved to California um, for about six years and they just moved back. And so she's coming back on the schedule. That was just, that was just awesome. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that's, um, and then occasionally like there have been times where we've, we've put out, like, there's not anybody there and somebody's leaving. And so we put out a, a job ad. Um, and then the last part I would say is we, we've been pretty successful in the past couple years of we've hired somebody for the front desk. Um, and when they apply, they definitely have coaching experience, but we're, that's not really what we're hiring for, but it's like a good. I don't oh. know, first wave test, I guess. Yeah. And, then, and slowly, it, you know, we'll move them into a, a coaching spot. Um, so there's yeah, lots of They can learn the mechanics of the business. The one takeaway, though, that we, I've always tried to, to recruit, or I don't want to say groom because it's such a creepy word. <laughs> <laughs> recruit, recruit our coaches like from. <laughs> recruit our coaches from our community and do you ever thought about taking the l1 and then we can get them that way but there's been a couple times where where we've gotten an email like you said in an application and a matter of fact we just got one recently and i'm almost i almost kind of blow them off because i in meaning i want them to try hard to get in the door and and she came she goes well i said well if you can come on on saturday i'll be here for a couple of hours on saturday we can meet until i have a conversation she came on i really liked her she's like crap man she's good she's got good skills she's got good barbell skills coaching a long time she has an english she's from england so she's got an english accent which makes you know it's everybody everybody likes that (laughs) and 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 i said but i I do the same thing i said hey what you need to do is you need to come here and work out Mm -hmm. yeah so she got a um so she got a uh she bought a a 10 pack with us and she's going to come start training here and that to me shows initiative yeah. Because I want you want to see how they feel and fit in with the community. I, I do like them to spend a little bit of time in the community on their own. And if they initiate it by buying it themselves, it's even better. Totally. So, um, are all of you- about trying because I think sometimes I will get a job. Somebody will ask if we're hiring, but it's kind of more. It, I don't know. I still look for that professional application i look for somebody like write a nice email and attach their resume um you know opposed to like um you know more of a casual like are you guys looking for help you know and and i think just like that starting point just as we try to you know grow the profession and and kind of set a standard it's just how you would apply for any job um rather than more like a i can help out and trade for membership type thing yeah it's not bad it's just there's a different start point like when you said you want them to try it's like yeah we want to start like on a good professional note i am saying are your coaches all from your community first or did you hire hire any um from outside you know mostly from within the community uh but we don't hire them because they're from within the community it's just literally the best people who who are the best people to do the job and I, i think that you know our 
I'm, I'm partial to that lead coach, Colin. He was my roommate starting in 2002. I mean, we, we started CrossFit together. We fought fire together. We worked together every day. So it's like, yeah, we're just right from the beginning. But but most recently, I mean, yeah, there's there's been a couple examples of people that um, that came and were like, hey, I want to be part of the team. And they're, they're so good. You're like, okay, well, we're not hiring, but we're going to find a spot for you. Because yes, they, like, I, I think of Nick Pappas who uh, recently actually moved back home to California. But yeah, I saw he, that. Yeah, yeah. When he originally came to us, like, he was like, "Hey, man, we spent we spent a decent amount of time together actually during COVID." And uh, he's like, "Hey, I want, I want to be a part of the team." And I was like, "Okay, like we're gonna figure out how. What do you want to do? You know, there there's those people in your community that you're like, you know, that they're gonna raise the level of what you're doing, and you know whether they've been there for a long time or they're they're newer it's like cool we'll, we'll find a role for you that's a good point i never thought about it like that of just i mean figuring out how to plug them in somewhere then just you know let it i don't know good things happen you don't know where it's going to take off but just trying to plug them in in a in a in somewhere i guess that's part of like yeah this is a people this is a people business and the community is one of the things i found with you know with diablo and with with other affiliates is that the community is usually going to a real reflection of the owners um and you you know your community comes is based upon your values and what you do the systems that you set up the process you set up and then what kind of person you are they're probably a lot like your friends uh that you had over the course of your life and i think the coaches or, or someone similar when you when you when you make a connection like that girl came and i was like man she's gosh, she's saying all the right things is she just saying all the right things because she knows that's what i want to hear <laughs> you know i get a little suspicious at first yeah uh, talk a little more when you find it but like yeah like you said when you find one you go oh, I, I gotta find a place right because, because you know because you we've seen the opposite when right. someone doesn't fit well, when you look back yeah sorry go ahead I just say you look, you look back at those those times when you didn't know where it was going to go, but you knew that that person was the right person to do something. You're like, oh man, that changed the trajectory of people's lives, and it impacted way more than you could ever have have guessed or, or predicted. And it's interesting because you know, like in a formal sense, yes, we are employers and we have employees, but like what you said, Craig, like the coaches are my best friends. I mean, literally, like. Um, that's who I want to hang out with, you know? And, yeah. uh, and so that, you know, you said it's a people business, that relationship piece is, you know, I guess I, I feel like it's pretty unique to what we do. I'm sure that there are other, other businesses that operate similarly, but, uh, man, it's pretty awesome. It is. It also makes it challenging when there's difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's this, I always said, that's a double-edged sword of being an affiliate owner. The skills that make you great at being an affiliate owner, all the people skills, are also the are also the traits that make you a terrible manager when it comes for the hard decisions, <laughs> and the difficult, the difficult conversations. Those and in, 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 in my affiliate man, those always roll up to me. <laughs> As I said, shit rolls up. They should. Up hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is interesting though, and I don't know if it's like it's something in the past year where. I don't know. It just seems like there's not an email that phases me at this point. And I mean that in a, 
Well, but I think it becomes uh, where this many years I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not that the situation isn't, you know, warrants like good thought and like attention, but it's more that I think I now thoroughly trust that it's just a communication issue. And so, you know, being able to go and have like an open conversation with the athlete or an open conversation with, you know, go to go to the coach and be like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Like, what do you think we should do? And then, and just being calm about it. And, and, and so when you talk about the communication side, like, yes, I think the human in-person communication is really what makes good affiliates great in a lot of ways in terms of it just builds so much trust within the whole group and they might not, you know, everyone might not like exactly how you handled whatever situation, but just being able to confront it and talk about it is so important. And as soon as I think you start shying away from that, that that's really hard to get out of um, that ha that habit. But I don't know. There, over the past year, I've sort of been like, oh, yeah, we'll figure that out. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> right. I, I like that though, because I'm, I'm being I'm certainly more than say four or five years ago. I'm way more decisive with those types of like I, like I'll address it right away. Just gonna yeah. nip it in the bud and have that conversation, and then move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like, you know, just like a couple weeks ago, I totally, I sent an email that was basically, I didn't have, I, I didn't look at our Zen planner app correctly and the person was actually just fine. And so then I was the one that kind of looked like the idiot or that. Oh, yeah. And you know, the thing was is like emailing wouldn't have really made it better. So I just called him up and it was like, Hey, totally read the situation wrong. I just want to apologize. And I think all those little things about like just being more confident, picking up the phone or talking to person. I don't know. I think that goes a long way. Sure does, for sure. Can't. Yeah, it's. It, I tell people, I've, and I had this conversation with my wife. Is we can't manage by email or text. The best way to do it is in person, face to face. Yeah, it's way more powerful. Um, how did? The, let me ask you this question, um, because you guys have a good number of coaches and you have a large number of full time coaches. How are those, how would you break down the, uh, your coach's compensation? Um, because this is one that, you know, as I, I focused, uh, it's been probably now I'm in my third year of really focusing on creating and growing career opportunities and income opportunities for my coaches because when just the high cost of living of where we are, which is in the San Francisco Bay area, um, trying to make sure that these guys can earn a living so they can you know, live and take care of their families and do those things. We, I would say my, uh, my, for my top earning coaches, they're probably about 30% or 40% of income comes from class coaching mm -hmm. and the rest comes from private coaching um, and clinics that they may do. Is that similar for you guys? Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I would be lying if I, if I pulled a percentage out. Um, I, I know that, um, like basically they're full time by hours, but they're paid hourly. And that was, that was kind of a big, that was like important. I, you know, not every way you structure your pay is going to work for every person that ever work, ever works for you. So you kind of have to, you know, it'll work for most, it's kind of like, what are you trying to create? So we stuck with the. You get paid for the classes that you coach. You get paid for the private training sessions that you do. Um, 
but and then they kind of have all these different buckets of where they can where they can make their money and then we have a spreadsheet shocking um <laughs> that uh they can kind of fill in and figure out like where's the best use of my time so they'll they to for be to be full-time they've got 12 or more group classes a week on the schedule um some of them have more than that some of them have 12. um they some of them run closed programs so that's kind of like maybe what you're talking about with clinics where they get like a they get a private training percentage of yeah, that that's what we do um yeah. then they've got private training and then we do some other things um like they get paid bleh, they get paid for writing their lesson plans because somebody writes a lesson plan for each morning every week and then we just started something it's actually very exciting yesterday we started this thing where if we got to a certain number of members we're doing a like a per class bonus for the proportion of classes you've coached in the past month so i'm kind of excited about that yeah, but the takeaway the takeaway there was just basically like there's a ton of different buckets and I know that like filling the buckets and like being realistic that coaching 40 hours a week is not feasible. <laughs> and then just trying to make like yeah. what does that look like for a nice balance across all those things? And can you get to, you know, where I think is appropriate for, you know, the time, life, enjoyment, work, all that. Adam, before you before you answer, just want to clarify one thing on the per class bonus that you that you instituted. Is it because I you know I use a mind body software and it has the ability to you know, track and do those types of things? Um, is it do you is are you suggesting or is or is it uh, um, or do you have a way that the coach influences the size of their classes and who and and keeps people coming? No, so this is interesting. Um, so the classes are always capped at twelve people, and then we do we'll add a second class if we like five thirty. We always have two. Like you know, you come in like we have two classes running. It's like two coaches, but each one has twelve people. It, it's literally the same lesson plan. It just the way the gym was laid out and and connection wise it just that's how we grew up um but um yeah so i know a lot of classes or coach a lot of models have shown like you know you do it based on how many people are coming to that coach's class and i don't know like if you're coaching for us like you're a good coach like you should go to the class like and so it was more because i i know what you're saying where it's like if you have this many classes or people in your class you get this bonus but the reality is is like if every coach, all my full-time coaches, I want them on the schedule for like a morning block, a mid-morning block, and lunch block, an evening block. And we know that 9.30 is sometimes not that full, just the way it is. 8.30, there might be two of the 12. So yeah. it's, it's not that it's not fair. It's just sort of like, if you're on our team, like you're there because you're, you're a good coach and you're doing a good job. And so we want you to be part of that. And so it's more like addressing it that way rather than um having to be per bonus but so basically the way that works is like let's say just using blanket numbers but like let's say you you, you know we hit the the number of members to hit the bonus um so it's not just like for any number we have to hit a certain number of members because then that takes care of the business right so we're not like getting ourselves in a hole if there's like a pandemic or something right. um and then it's basically saying okay let's say there were you know 480 classes taught that month and I coached uh 19% of them 
then I would get like 19% of that 480 times. The oh, okay. Percent. That's cool. Oh, that is a cool idea. I like that. I like that it's like team incentivized versus like just by the class because otherwise it feels like competition between the coaches of like, hey, you should come to my class, not hers. Versus, yes. Hey, let's totally. make and that always, yeah. It's not <laughs> so by, like, Adam basically broke down what I was trying to ask. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's not no, that. But, uh, it's more like, I just was trying to be a little more delicate about it. (laughs) Yeah, you should cancel 4 p.m. and come to my 5 p.m. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me a tip. It's a team effort. (laughs) It makes the whole thing a team effort. Yeah. To, like, just work with members, you know, to keep people coming back, to be aware of everybody, to... um, It's definitely a team effort. And and it's cool because we've we've never done it before. Um, But it, like, the team... It it felt like a collective goal. It was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is cool. Um, Adam, how do how do your coaches or how are they earning their incomes? Class, private coaching clinics. Uh, you know, so like our our main full time CrossFit coaches are just on a salary, and right. yeah, so in order to do that, they coach like sixteen classes a week. Uh, a couple of them are at seventeen or eighteen. Uh, above that, like it's funny, like that eighteen number seems to be like kind of the top end for us. Yeah. Um, so in that, yeah, 15 to 18 range seems about right. And then they, they just have other roles that they do, um, that are like vital functions for the gym, right? So updating the website, putting the programming into, um, the app for folks, uh, taking care of like memberships, um, running retail, all all those types of pieces that need to happen are, you know, I think Nicole, you guys, uh, a lot of that happens with your front desk person, right? Well, yeah, we have a, like a general manager that does does those things. Yeah, um, but yeah, like we we've done that too, where we had someone no, who was so. on salary and they did coaching, and then they also did that role. Oh, that's girl, mm-hmm. uh, and it worked. I mean, Good. that's what I was kind of saying. Is like I think. Like yeah, it, the there's all different one, ways yeah. that work. I can see putting them on She's salary and doing it that way. It's just you kind of build yourself one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think oh, over the years we've probably all tried everything. Oh yeah, tried different stuff, but it's just kind of how it's evolved friends to work well for us. It's like, hey, you know, you have your role of coaching, and then you have some other roles at the gym or some things that you you know have. I don't know if it's a passion to do, but uh, an ability and a willingness to do um, that allows you to, you know, to be in the gym four days a week. I think that's also been something that's been nice is to have those full-time coaches have three days where they're, they don't have to be at the gym. A lot of times they're there anyway, working out, or maybe they want to pick up some additional private training or that type of thing. Right. Um, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them run some programs, but um, you know, at the end of the day, we just, we want them to, freaking love their job and not want to do anything else and so working together with them on how how to set that up i think is pretty important and by the way i I think it's also important to say that that is that's not the only way there's you know there there are lots of um lots of affiliates out there that maybe run a little bit smaller operation but it's it it works amazing for them and their community too and so i don't don't want to like come across as hey this is the way we do it this is how everybody should be striving for it's just over the years, the, the system that has evolved to work best for us. We have tried multiple things, and I, this is really a very interesting conversation. I didn't expect it to, to get to here, but when CrossFit talks about the affiliate model and 
why the affiliate model is different than a franchise model. This is it right here yeah. in, in the minutia. You know, it, it, people think, well, yeah, it, you know, um, CrossFit Fort Camp Vancouver is different because they run, you know, they, they have CrossFit plus they have other types of classes and their logo looks different than, than Diablo's and then CrossFit Roots. Um, I'm more of a fan of the orange and red than I am the green, but that's your, that's your deal, Adam. <laughs> but it's actually more than that. Like, you, I mean, we're down to, you know, how we pay our coaches and what the requirements are for our coaches um, for earning income. And that's, I mean, it, there's a big dis difference between all three of us here. And, and, and yet all three work. I've tried some of a little bit what, what Nicole's done and I've tried the salary part and that didn't work for us. Um, but what we have now works really, really well, you know, 15, 16 years into it. Yeah, something better be working, but it is working. And we're, what's interesting is uh, for anyone that's listening or will listen, we're all, the three of us are probably about the same size affiliate in terms of square footage and number of coaches and number of members in, in, each of us are, are doing it differently, yet doing it well enough to be um, probably three of the better affiliates, in, at least in, in the Western United States, but maybe in the country, maybe in the world, which is really kind of cool. And that's the neat thing about the affiliate model. I know Eric and I were joking. Uh, we were in Tahoe recently and we got to like, we were hiking, we were talking about, we don't really think about retirement, but <laughs> and yeah. it's funny because Eric's parents are like not that far from Adam. and. I was like, oh, where should we retire? And then it became this thing of like, well, we can retire and then we can just be members at Fort Vancouver. And Heck I think yeah. there's like this, but it's like what Adam was talking about, like you or what you're talking about at the beginning, Craig, where it's like you walk in and it doesn't, it, it's not exactly the same. Like everyone under the hood, you might do a lot of different things different at your affiliate, but it works. And you get that feeling as a member or someone that walks into that community and it just feels right. And so I think sometimes we get like, or not we, but it becomes out that you hear a lot of things of there's one way to do it. And I mean, the longer I do this, there's just, you're like, oh, that's effective. That works. That works for them. Yeah. You know? Cool. So I think it's you, lean, you lean into, and I, I like that. So you lean into as an affiliate owner, and I would say if you're a new affiliate owner, is lean into what is working for you and your coaches and your community. And you, you'll know those things right away. They'll tell you, all of those people will tell you, and then you'll, tell your, you'll know yourself. And then seek out other affiliate owners to figure out and listen, hear what they're doing because they might have something that can, you can tweak it and mold it and make, maybe make it a little bit better. Totally. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's a big part of what led, at least for me personally, to open an affiliate is that freedom. If it would have been like, hey, yes. this is how you have to do it, I, I don't think I ever be doing There's what I'm doing. No way. Doing. How yeah. old were you when you opened when you opened your gym? Oh, I gotta do some math. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, that's how you know an OG, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wow. well I was thinking about that just because yeah, when you opened your gym, there was this there was that freedom to do what was right for you under the skies. I mean there still is, but I'm just saying like that's what that's what was so I don't know. That was what drew me to it. Was that I get to create this under a methodology that I really believe in. 
I could, you know, and even in the beginning too, and I say this is kind of the fun thing is, and I've talked about this before, it's like creating the logo, creating, choosing the colors you want to be, you know, painting your gym and laying it out. And, and you make mistakes all along the way, but it is, what? it is. <laughs> but it's, it's part of the, it's part of the process. It's, it's incredibly entrepreneurial. Um, are you guys, what about just staying on the coaches thing? And then I want to, I want to actually want to go back to the one point you made, Nicole, about the, you and your husband talking about retirement stuff. I want to, I want to talk about that a little bit and I won't put you on the spot. But, <laughs> Um, but in terms of coaches, one of the things I've been thinking about in terms of career path from a coaches and then also as it relates to CrossFit is, is trying to drive and direct my coaches into that entrepreneurial mode as well. In other words, you know, I, I love it that you're here and yes, you have a job as long as you want to coach here. It's tremendous benefit to us and all the things that you do here. But it would be like if you decide to be an affiliate owner, that would be a really cool thing to do. Um, do you guys think about the long-term career paths of your coaches, and 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 are you trying to direct them in any particular way? For sure, for sure, and I and I think that it's you know there's a relationship with each one of them that is like, hey, we're here for you and and your best interest, and if uh, if we need to steer the ship for you in a little different direction. Let's figure out how to do that. You know, and you talk about, you know, it's interesting because talk about uh, coaches opening affiliates. And I don't know if you guys have done the math on how many gyms have kind of been seeded out of your affiliates, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a lot. I'm sure it's double yeah. digits or maybe 20 or more. But, um, but recently I mean, there's just been a lot more affiliates that have been bought and sold and yes. There have been quite, I assume you guys have maybe been in the similar situation of, of affiliates that have been like, Hey, we're going to get out. Would you buy my affiliate? And, you know, it's a conversation we've had with our current team and, and said, Hey, this affiliate is up for sale. Do do any of you guys want to go run it? You know, whether it's your own thing or, or potentially another location of CrossFit Fort Vancouver. And, you know, that has happened a, a many times and every single time so far, those coaches will be like, I don't want to leave. I don't, I want to do what I'm doing. And you're like, okay, then it's, it's an easy decision for us. Right. But if yeah. they were, yes, I want to do that role. I want to be, uh, you know, the leader of that community. Then it's like, cool, we'll figure out how to, how to support you in that. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if that, that, you know, no, that's super helpful. That's it. And, and I've kind of had that similar feedback as well from coaches as well. Not yet. But I want to continue because I feel like the best CrossFit affiliate owners in the future. You guys know that you get to a six or seven year period of time. If it's not if it's not operating well, and especially going through the pandemic, and these guys are burned out. And and you're right. I've seen uh, I've seen quite a bit of turnover in in our area in the last in, in the last uh, six months to a year. Yeah. I'm just, one just yeah. closed. Uh, one just closed uh, down. You know, about three miles away from us, uh, and, and that bums me out. It used to be, you know, when they opened up, when they were opening up, I was like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and it's quite the opposite. Like, totally. there's, there's, yeah. there's plenty of customers. Totally. Plenty of so now when they close, I'm like, damn, I don't want them to close. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see. And I think uh, my point being that I think the best new affiliate owners will be people that have good coaching experience at the best affiliates mm. that have seen a good affiliate run. 
yeah. yeah makes sense. I know. I think that's it's good for me to remember too, with what Adam was saying is, I think it. I've we've had a couple of coaches go and open their own gyms, um, and and they've done beautifully. You know, they're and we haven't had them open in our area. They've kind of moved back home or um, moved to a different city, but I think it is just a good reminder. I just want to support my team with what they're interested in. If their passion was like, I really want my own gym one day. Um, just like, you know, with what Adam said, um, whether it's us supporting them or whether it's, you know, they go off and do it on their own. I think it's just a good reminder because it builds a really healthy, like, I think I, I should remind my team more of that, of just, you want to coach more? Great. Let's make it happen. You want to be more entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial within the gym. Let's make that happen. You want to, um, and and sort of being the facilitator for that, I think is a is a cool way to move everybody forward. Um, Agreed. Agreed. I have to remind myself too, though. Sometimes it was funny. Uh, we uh, we have a competitors program that you know it's gone through competitive phases in the world of grassroots, and it's gone through like nobody shows up phases, right? Um, and uh, so our one of our coaches was like, I'm going to, I want to restart it. And I had to be careful not to be too, like, it's not going to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think there's also that too, like taking that entrepreneurial spirit and like fostering it, but also not having like your own, um, perception or yeah, preconceived notion, right? Then they're done, done that. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, like I, that's a really important thing to remember too, of like, Hey, yeah, if you're excited about it, if you're passionate about it, it's like what you want to dive into. Um, and even if it doesn't work out, you'll learn something from it. And then maybe you, you know, you try something different, but I have to remind myself of that a little bit, not to get too weathered from my old experiences. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Do you guys have regular coaches meetings? Had one yesterday. Okay. How often do you meet? We meet uh, Mondays at 1.30 every other week. That's cool. Adam, how often do you do yours? We do, we do every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that's so the way we were. Once a week. Are they mandatory for your coaches or voluntary? I don't know. They just show up. Yeah, you just show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not. They're not mandatory at all. And especially, you know, for the part-time coaches, it's not necessarily yeah. feasible for them yeah. all to come. But our, our like core team, I don't know. It doesn't. It's not mandatory, but um, shoot, we used to lunch and have some fun every time. Right. Totally. Yeah. So we get together and, and we talk for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, go through member stuff and talk about any stuff that's going to be on the calendar and then any programming stuff that's that's uh, that's important. And then same thing, we do, we usually do a workout and, and half the coaches stay for the workout and it turns out it's a, it's just a good time. I didn't, many years didn't do a weekly meeting. Started doing a weekly meeting. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know what I'm going to have to say. And then you're like, oh my God, I, we, I have five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, how did we without this? Yes. Oh my God. And it's been, we've been going now for about two years doing it. And I just feel like an idiot for never doing it before. So if you're a new affiliate owner, that is one I think uh, is yeah. bring, brings your coaches together. It's good for your coaches to do that. Um, Nicole, coming all the way back to your point about um, you've been at it now 15 years. And Adam, about the same, same with me, we're about 17 years. Um, so what? A, I know. When you say it like that, I mean, come on. I know it's weird, I, you know. And I try not to try not to do that because I still get excited when I come in. I still I love being here. Um, 
what do you guys think about like the you know 10 years from now um is it do you think about that what do you do do you sell it do you pass it on do you you know what is a what should affiliate owners be thinking about and i you know and, and then i'll tell you what i what i think about it too i don't know what affiliate i don't yeah i don't i think that's something that's not that there's not that a lot of examples i guess in my mind of like a really long-term successful affiliate and how it's sold and all that stuff but i know like for eric and i it's really important that whoever does take it on is the right person and even if that meant like you know we don't walk away with the top dollar or something like that um that we'd want it to go to somebody that was going to carry on the community and everything that people come there for um yeah 25 years seems like a good number you know when i said retire it's not like i'm trying to retire tomorrow like you know but you don't really well, think about it don't really retire either we just right. you know well, and that's we, the other part. we'll always be doing something that's the other part like i feel like retirement for me would be like i still want to coach and maybe that's like you know so maybe it's just you take start to take a back a true back seat where you you know you sell it to you know your coaches or a coach or something like that to take it on um and then you're there doing what you love and you know not hanging on email and all the other things which aren't bad but you know you just kind of phase out that way but um yeah i mean i look at a lot of different ways that you know you can buy into a business or you know buy it over time or how that looks like but definitely not not looking to do that you know now what about what do you think about it hey you're too young I don't think I don't think about that far ahead very often. I'm just <laughs> but I, I'm not I'm not the best long term planner, and uh, I mean I just think of all the like all the most awesome things that happen that have happened in my life, and one of them being open and affiliated. And I, I didn't plan on it more than I don't know, maybe a couple months in advance. Okay, um, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, so I I have no idea how like what you know if you want to talk about exit strategy or it's like the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah. I just, I, I, but I do also feel like, you know, here we are 15 years in and like the, the progression or the evolution of the affiliate, I just feel like is like, it's always getting better. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm even talking like small, like next week versus a month ago, you know, and certainly year over year. And I just, I feel like the next five years, the next 10 years are like, why would anything change? Like it's going to continue to get better and, and get more awesome and, and have a, um, yeah, bigger positive impact on on the community around us, and uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I don't expect anything to to change in terms of that trajectory. It's also cool to like look at your members that have been doing one workout a day for fifteen years now. Yes, and, yep. and you, know, you guys have those members. They they were with you in your old space or in your garage or whatever, and and just to see what the impact of of throwing down an hour a day, the shit ton of intensity, you know, learning new skills, eating progressively small increments better over 15 years. Um, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think of like a 25 year member, but I don't know, that stuff makes me smile. What that looks like. Heck yeah. The, yeah, I see, cause I see that, especially with like this morning with the five, six AMers, they've been coming forever. Yeah, and I but I I had a bit of a moment, and the reason why I asked questions about that 
about a month ago, I went to my wife and I normally on Sunday, we do a master's. We have a master's class that, that we do and participate in. And then I go to we go to breakfast with a couple of people. And one of the people is, is, is she's been with us a, quite a long time as a member. And then now she works for us um, on our front desk team. She's amazing amazing athlete and her husband's a san francisco cop and he's getting close to retirement i said well, what are you guys gonna do when you retire you're gonna move to like montana move to you know cheaper state you know you're gonna get out of the bay area and she looked at me and just deadpan honest she goes no i told mel her husband she goes i told him we're not leaving this diablo is where all of our friends are it's kind of our family this is where this is part of our lives like we can't leave and i'm sitting there thinking now i have this weight of an obligation to spend this long long with us going oh man this has to continue and and then i started so then i got my car and i drove home and i drove home and i thought about her words i'm like where would i go <laughs> like same thing like I, these are all my people like yeah. 17, 17 years yeah but and, and that's where as an affiliate owner though we know it to be true we we love yeah. it and we love being there but it's just so part of our everyday life yes it it does like like you know when you think about it not being there that's when you get to that point where you're like huh like it, uh -huh. it, it has a different vibe when you think about it like that's not part of your day because it's just so ingrained in what we've been doing for the 15 past 15 years we don't even know any different like, I don't know about you guys, but during the pandemic, one of our members after the pandemic came up to me and they were like, you don't realize, Nicole, like the only reason I left my house for the for two years yes. was to come to the gym. Like that was the only social interaction I had. And, you know, we're all sitting there like, I've been at the gym for eight hours a day, you know, pretty much through the pandemic, you know, with masks on or masks off, inside, outside, all the different things. But we didn't we didn't lose that connection like to the degree that everybody else did. And it was kind of fascinating just because that wasn't our experience. And you, you don't always realize that, you know, that's a big part of people's, people's day, but also our day. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that wild? I yeah. had, that, had people say that to me multiple times. Mm -hmm. And it was neat. We've had, Yvonne and I, I mentioned this in a previous podcast, we had, we were sitting at a wedding of two people that had met at Diablo and had gotten married. That's awesome. We did, yeah, we did the math, and there's and we've had um, seven couples meet and get meet here and get married at Diablo over the seventeen years. I always say if the, if you know if I'm standing in front of God, you know when I'm done, I'll be like, well, at least I did that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All these people together, <laughs> if nothing else. Well done. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how I think about it. That could, and like Adam said earlier, there, I don't think about an, an exit strategy and I've never have with this. This is so, so much different. It, yes, it is a business that I started and, but it's so much different than that. And hopefully um, it's, it's, it's so much bigger than an individual too, right? Like if one right. of us kicks the well, right. like, yeah, you know, it, uh, it can or someone that will step up and continue the legacy, yeah. Well, and I think that's the more, it starts to feel like, not like an exit strategy, but more like you want to do right by all those people. I think that's where I get to like, what does that look like? Because it is a big, how you leave it to the community. That's a big responsibility, if, you know. Yeah, let's just, let's just put a, let's just mark a, 
put it in the calendar for 10 years. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Yeah, to your point, though, Nicole, there's a there's a um, an affiliate that sold here uh, a little over a year ago in this area, mm-hmm. um, and they took the top dollar offer. And it was a new, um, irrationally exuberant individual that had been only crossfitting four months, but was just like, this is the greatest opportunity ever. Got it, took it, and then it just like had no idea that dynamics, community dynamics, there was conflict with the previous owners, and it literally went to almost zero. the one, my friend who was trying to buy, and I had talked to him about how to price it. Was is a passion. It was used to be a member of Diablo, and then then moved over to that area. Was passionate about CrossFit. Absolutely loved it. And then he, he had put in an offer, but his was turned down because they took the high dollar offer. He now owns it. He bought it from the the second owner, and it's starting to thrive again. Yeah. And it and it's become you know he, he's he's keeping the energy together it's his wife's involved in it they're both just absolutely oh passionate. yeah that's my other idea i've decided that my daughters are gonna buy it not buy it. <laughs> gonna take it over. that was the other that was the other one we were talking about <laughs> that would be cool too the generational pass there you go um the last the last thing i want to talk about because i nicole i know you're tight on time right. um is uh um something that we well, I've, I was competing with you guys. You probably didn't know, at least originally, but was the number of participants in the open. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> Man, it almost feels too soon, but I guess it starts. Yeah, I know, here we go. Well, the only reason I want to bring it up, well, <laughs> other than I'm bitter, <laughs> is that, I, like, how do you do it? How do you, how, how do you guys get... And I like I was doing everything. I was a I was obnoxious about getting people to sign up for the open. You know, all right, all right, all right. Um, and and so I I wanted to talk to you guys. That you obviously both have made the open participation in the open um, a big part of your community and what you do. I wanted you to get your guy to I got your guys' input on how you do it, why your community does it, those kinds of things. Adam, you go first since you won. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I had something that was just like, oh, this is this is how, this is why. But it, it just, it, it's like, I don't know, why do people show up to, to work out at your gym, right? Uh-huh. They, just, they know that there's value there and they're going to be better because they do it. Even if they don't really feel like it beforehand, they know that afterwards they're going to be glad they did it. And, uh, and I think people at our gym have a similar outlook on the open of like, it's just what we do. And I think that it's been around for long enough. It's like, well, February, March rolls around, we're doing the open. It's not like, hey, are you doing it or not? It's, it's just what we do. It's been part of your culture. I think so, yeah. Cause it doesn't yeah. feel like you have to twist arms or, uh, I mean, there's definitely like that, you know, the, the, the friendly nudges of like, what the heck, Johnny, how come you have not signed up for the open yet? And, and you know, there's all those people, of course, you know, they're going to, but they also like to <laughs> like not do it until the last second. Probably yeah. yeah. Learned that about you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and maybe that part where we're like, okay, there's like six hours left, and Roots and Diablo are ahead of us. So let's see if we can make a run at it. You know? <laughs> um, but outside of that, I don't know. It's just yeah. We do. Yeah, I think you got like fifty signups on the like the last day. <laughs> three days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nicole, just, like, what about you? Has the open always been part of your guys's, you know, 
uh, what you do at, 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 yeah. at Roots? Yes. Um, again, it's like part of our culture. You know, the coaches yeah. are in, the, you know, everybody does it. Hey. Coaches hey. do it. The coaches are talking about it. Um, it's it right just, there. it's just fun. You know, we do, we do, uh, we definitely do an intramural open and every year it takes on like some different vibes oh and things like that. Um, and so there's kind of something for everybody, you know, there's the scaled workout, there's the RX workout, there's the master stuff. There's, I've never done the open before. There's, I just joined the gym a week ago, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but there's, there is, there's, or there's like, I don't really care about the competition, but the intramural thing sounds super fun, which, you know what, I don't whatever floats your boat of why you want to do it. Um, the talent show. The talent show, was, the talent show was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Um, one of our members juggled fire. No. That was cool, yeah. Like, that was oh my cool. gosh. Um, but it was cool. So like, that was really cool yeah. too because our members do some really cool things that I had no idea that they could do. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah, it is. It's just part of our culture. It's not, are you going to sign up for the open? It's have you signed up for the open yet? Um, and it's, and it's just a team effort. Um, you know, and then I will be honest, like this year, just, there was an added level of fun with, you know, kind of the friendly banter with the two of you guys. And just, it, 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 it was the first time in a long time that I felt like they were connected as a group to something outside, but that was like, so fun. Um, I don't know. It was just cool. It was like other affiliates are doing the same thing, and that was pretty neat. It is as a as a new as if you're a new affiliate owner coming in. There are you know you look for you want to have evergreen events, events that you're going to do year in and year out, and but you don't want too many of them to where you're overwhelmed. Right. The the cool one about the open is is it connects you with the rest of the CrossFit world. Totally. You get to be a part of the entire CrossFit world. And then it's already kind of pre-planned for you. Like 80% of the work is done with the leaderboard and the sign-up and the registration and breaking it down by affiliate. Like it, it, it's the easiest way to start an evergreen, annual evergreen event. And that in the three weeks is is wonderful. Three weeks for, is amazing. I had yeah. somebody played a joke on me a while ago, like a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh, the Open's going back to five weeks. <laughs> was like, oh, man. Please, no. Yeah, three is definitely three the same. is amazing. It's like the whole like three days on, one day off thing. Like the first week, you're like raring to go. <laughs> the second week, you're like you still have a good energy. You're a little sore. You're a little like I don't know. And then by the third, you're like, well, you only have one more week. <laughs> There's no fall off. Yeah, but also I feel like that you know we were talking about our affiliates evolving and, and getting better over the years, and like the open is like I don't know. This last year's it was super fun. There, there like the workouts were set up so that. Yeah. You know, you could run them in classes for the most part. You could do two heats within the hour. Um, yeah, it's just like super user friendly for affiliates. I think some people got a bad taste in their mouth, you know, over the course of, of certain opens where it was, a, you know, a 20 minute AMRAP with an overhead. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and no time cap. And no time cap. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah and maybe I'm, I'm sure there were like logistical challenges for certain affiliates with layouts and that type sure. of thing. Um, I, I mean, we all should be investing in gaffer's tape or whatever that stuff is on the totally. <laughs> like that stuff was next level here but yeah but overall i mean it just yeah it, it's it's well done and it just becomes such a positive um experience for the community in general that it'd be i, don't, I just feel like it would be it would feel weird not to really want to promote it 
Yeah. yeah, for those that any affiliates that are listening that are newer to CrossFit, it in the early days there was I feel like there was almost no consideration to the affiliates for running it. It was all about the process for achieving the fit, you know, arriving at the fittest in the world, and and rightfully so. Now the open seems almost created in concert or together with the affiliate it can do both jobs you can you can siphon off the 10 or the you know the top whatever percent that should make it to the next round with the same workouts that are sufficient for you know doing it in affiliate you know you don't have to have this like higher level of test at that first entry point you know it just works well together really nicely you don't have to be a competition gym either. It doesn't have to be part of what you do, but the open is still. We're the failed competitors uh, <laughs> group, and we have lots of people that love doing the open. <laughs> <laughs> nice. you, we, we, for the first time in like three years, three or four years, we got a team back to, to the next level of competition, the semifinals. So that was, That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> And we were out of it for a while. It's, but like you said, Nicole, it, it and, w- and within affiliates, it ebbs and flows, right? Mm-hmm. The, um, the participation in the in the at uh, the competition athlete part of it. Like sometimes you'll get cap competition athletes that you know, and then you know, then they go away, and you're left with a you know none. And but the open is still there and does a great job for bringing your community together three weeks in a, in a row. Totally. It really is amazing how the the uh, the community though does come up with really creative stuff. We do tie. We've done tie dye. We've done like it's just mm-hmm. yeah. And so by all means, and, and if you it, um we with the open our new thing that we're, we're we took a year off, but we're we're stuck on it now is doing an intramural open. And if you're a new affiliate owner too, I'd encourage you to do that. Do you guys, uh, Adam? Do you guys do an intramural open? Not, not like Roots. That's for that's for sure. Yeah. No, <laughs> there's is like that. The no, the costumes, the talent show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys just do, but you do a Friday night lights or something? We just do Friday all day. Like yeah, every, same. Every There's time. too many people. Yeah. When you have 200 people yeah. sign up for it, you can't do a Friday night lights. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there is a Friday Night Lights, but it's like the 4.30, 5.30, and 6.30 classes that we work it out. Uh, anyway. okay. You know Same. what I mean? But also, like, the 5 a.m. class, they, most of them want to come in and do it at 5 a.m. anyway. So that's, yeah, yeah, they do. Rock and roll. So you, okay, so that's good. That's, a, that's actually good. That's good information is you guys, um, you do it on your regular class schedule. And then the evening is fun, but it's because it's the 4.30, 5.30, 6.30 Well, class. and that's, like, the easiest selling point is, like, you're going to do the workout anyways. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like, what are you going to do, not show up for three Fridays? Yeah, are you going to come Friday? Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're going to do it, you're going to be, you may as well register for the open. But also, you know, like, if the if the 5 a.m.ers, if we don't do it in the morning for them, dude, they're usually asleep by, like, 7 o'clock anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's it just, it's a good, like, it's just a natural fit. And, uh, and the difference is the 5 a.m.ers, they do their workout, and then they just, it's a regular workday for them. The, the evening yeah. classes, like, 3.30, they do the workout, and then they hang around, and they, yeah. they're there for the 4.30, and then by the time you get to, like, the, the last class or two of the day, everybody from the afternoon is still there because they got nowhere else to be, and it, it becomes, I don't know, kind of that, that Friday Night Lights type of feel. Totally. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you, uh, the last thing, do you guys, uh, 
Um, have you um, counseled, coached, or had conversations with affiliate owners um, to help them with their affiliates? Have you offered your services or yourself made yourselves available as a consultant or as a coach or just a uh, hey word of advice or a shoulder to cry on before to affiliates, other affiliates? You know, like a, a lot of that has happened organically with, with friends uh, and acquaintances in the area. And, and when people reach out, I 100% love, uh, I, I don't know if, I don't think consulting is the right word for me, but just, just, uh, yeah, chatting, yeah. Uh, talking, sharing, uh, and also not just, not to say that I haven't learned a lot from those type of conversations as well. Um, never done any formal consulting, but you know, I was at the affiliate summit, uh, when was that? I guess it was oh, yeah. July in the Northwest. And it was, it was absolutely phenomenal. And one of the, you know, there, there were some really good elements from uh, like best hour of their day and some nutrition talk, but um, the, the coach development was amazing. And then we broke out into groups that were, uh, you know, it's interesting. I think I had a group of six and I was the only one there that hadn't bought their affiliate within the last two to seven years. So they were all kind of like second generation affiliate owners. Huh. And, uh, I think that, you know, and I've stayed in touch with a couple of those guys and those, uh, those affiliate summits are, I mean, just a, an amazing place to network. That's very organic and, uh, and genuine. Um, so yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed that process and encourage anybody to go, um, if they have the opportunity. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, there is the, uh, and I'll leave it with this. There is a ton of information out there for new affiliate owners. There is no shortage when, and I'm going to, I'm going to use the OG thing. When Nicole got started, or when Adam got started, when I got started, there was not a lot out there. We were we were looking at you know YouTube videos of restaurants to figure out what to do for our, how to you know put schedule our employees at the right times. That is These true. Are the, <laughs> <laughs> I use a restaurant scheduling system to schedule my coach too. Right. Now there are so many resources. CrossFit has some amazing resources, and then there's a couple of consultants that are out there. The best hour of the day guys are really good. Um, the uh, two brain business guys are good. And then the other thing is, is there are the um, affiliate gatherings that I would encourage you to go to. Don't turn those down. They don't yeah. cost very much. You just got to get there, have those conversations, meet the other owners, talk to them. And then, and, and then I do too. I'll, I do the same thing you do, Adam. I'll have conversations or I'll do phone calls or people, you know, send me a direct message and I'll have a phone conversation. I get just as much out of it as they do. It, it kind of reinforces some of my principles that I have that, yeah. Um, to, to run my business, reach out to other affiliate owners. Don't, totally. don't, don't hesitate. And, and if you think someone's running a really, really good affiliate, reach out to them. One, you'll find out how much they struggled when they did it. And two, they'll, they'll have, they'll be glad to, I know they'll be glad to help. It's just, it's a different environment now within CrossFit. And I think we're on the up and I think we're on the rise here and kind of we're seeing a resurgence in the growth of CrossFit and growth of CrossFit affiliates. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> another affiliate owner. Do it right and you'll enjoy it because it's really meaningful. It's a powerful career and it can be a long-term uh, thing that you do for the rest of your life and then you'll be on a podcast like this, you know, telling people how you don't think you can ever leave it. Um, um, anything else you guys want to talk about or add? Awesome. Now, now, I'm, now I'm looking, okay, August, we got, you know, four months till open sign-ups start. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 
I, I, just doing this podcast, I'm like trying to enlist my community, get them out. I was, I was not happy with them. We're gonna, we're gonna fire up. I sent a message to to Don Fall, the CEO, and said, "Hey, you need to figure out how you can connect our software, Mind Body, into CrossFit, and so that my members can just go put it on my account." Yeah, that would be. I know. I always joke about that. Just like that way. Yeah. When someone, so then when someone's like, oh, "I've been meaning to sign up. I just haven't been able to." You could just go in and be like, "Got it." Done. <laughs> At the end of the month, there'll be this. Hey, what's this? Twenty dollars for the open on my on my bill? <laughs> yeah. Well. Hey, it's the best. It's the best deal out there. It hasn't the cost the open hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, twenty bucks. One, they're not getting rich off it. Two, like exactly. Yeah. The best yeah. deal ever. The best. Oh, I mean, sometimes like a five k is like forty five dollars. Yes. This is amazing. So good. Yeah. Well, good, you guys. Thanks very much for being on and spending some time with me. It's it's Thank enjoyable, you. and it, uh, I love putting the face on the affiliates so that people can see it and uh, and keep doing what you're doing because I do I do follow you. I, I look up to you guys, and yeah. I steal I steal from you whenever I can. Always. I'm gonna right on. From hey, thanks for thanks for doing this podcast too. I've I've yeah. I've, uh, I've listened to it a number like. Uh, more times than I can count, and just gotten little nuggets oh, it and just like really appreciated what uh, what you share with the with the larger community outside of just Diablo. So thanks for that. That's cool. Really? It's fun. To, it's fun to do. Yeah. Awesome. You guys have, have a great day. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. See ya. Yeah.